You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods, hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. So speaking of, of off-the-court situations, I think it's important to address uh, the biggest story in the NBA outside the New York Knicks, um, which is what's going on with John Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies. So the team announced that he would be uh, away from the team for at least two games. I don't Shams positioned it as a suspension. I haven't seen the team say that. But uh, but he is away from the team. He didn't. He wasn't on in the game. Uh, the Clippers. They played the Clippers on Sunday. He was not there. He's not going to be at the Laker game as well this week. Um, he posted an Instagram live video of himself brandishing a gun while partying at a club following the Grizzlies' loss to Denver Nuggets on Friday. Uh, Morant issued an apology to the team and to the city of Memphis, saying that he will be taking this time to learn better ways to handle stress and his overall well-being. Morant has been the headline for multiple wrong reasons this season he had the uh there was a washington post article that was dropped last week where they highlighted allegations that he beat up a 17 year old kid uh, at his house and then later showed up with a gun um there was the incident that happened with the indiana pacers during a game earlier this season in which uh, the pacers traveling party believed that morant or someone in his entourage pointed a laser a red laser into their bus there had been several incidents with john morant uh, on social media, you know, the couple of years ago, the tweet, you know, telling people that you know, they could feel how how hollows feel. Um, there was the incident at, the, at a mall where he showed up with 20 guys looking to threaten a security guard. So not a lot of good things happening with John Morant uh, right now, and he's now away from the team. How concerned should the league be with the John Morant situation right now? Yeah, very concerned. Um, he's a face of a franchise, essentially, one of the promising young – we talk about teams on the rise – Grizzlies, you know, had he not gotten hurt, do they make the finals? Maybe, right, you know, they, right. they were, they, they are, they were one of the best teams in the NBA last year. Um, they are one of the best teams in the league this year when everyone's fully healthy. Um, you know, Jeremy Jackson finally back and staying healthy and playing well. Um, and as, and, and not only for Morant, you know, obviously personally, there's, there's the Nike contract he just got involved yeah. with. Um, we'll see how that plays itself out from the, from the, the personal perspective, I thought, um, Jalen Rose gave a gave a great you know kind of commentary on it, um, and I direct folks that are interested to to that. I retweeted the the uh, the NBA. Uh, I, did, I did as well. Yeah, um, and I and 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 I and I think that's where I'll direct folks because I can't fathom, I can't comprehend um, one being a young, rich, famous black man in America today with a hundred million dollars in your banking up, everyone knows you signed a $200 million contract. And Jalen talked about Jalen Rose talked about just kind of how um, the pressures, the, you know, the survivor's guilt of escaping a, you know, a poverty stricken situation and the, the pull to wanting to be accepted by your peers and folks you grew up with. Um, but the need to understand that there's a lot more at stake for you. Um, I thought Michael Wilbon had, had some, had some interesting comments on the situation as well. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I be interested in your take but um yeah. I, I think i think what rose did was i what what was important from my takeaway from rose's you know few minutes of talking about the situation is yes we can be annoyed at his knucklehead actions but we should also have approach it with some empathy um because this is a young man that seems to be dealing under you know under the weight of some mental health issues or some stress in in, in some ways and to me it'll be fascinating and i think it's really important i thought the statement he released was a good first step 
but it's really important for him to acknowledge the wrongdoing and understand that he needs to change because it's one thing if we all say, hey, you know, Kyrie Irving, you shouldn't, you know, quote Alex Jones and 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 promulgate his messages or you know, anti-Semitism, yeah. etc. But if he's gonna reply, be like, I didn't do anything wrong. Like you guys are like you guys losers, like you guys aren't on my like mental plane, you know. Like he clearly doesn't understand what he, you know, he deleted his apology, you know, that being the perfect example. Um, hopefully Ja understands because when you get involved with guns. And we've seen far too often in this country um, the the the, re- the this the destruction that that can be wrought from firearms. Um, I hope for his sake and for the sake of the league that he realizes the changes in his life that he needs to make. Yeah, I think that one. I agree, Jalen Rose. Again, I, I I I do encourage anybody to go check it out. He posted on his own Twitter account. It should still be up there. About he just he had a long. It had to be like a four or five minute. Um, I will definitely not a rant. I guess you would call it like just a message to John Morant. Yeah. And a lot, a lot of it was talking about his own experience and his own life being in a similar position to John Morant. Uh, I think for me, the reason why I really enjoyed that Jalen Rose message to him was because I think it's different. You mentioned the Kyrie Irving thing. There's a major difference when you talk about firearms being involved because now you're talking about Yes, you know, what Kyrie did, you know, there's a dangerous message that's being put out there that could lead to violence. But John Morant dealing with guns in what it feels like now a cavalier way. Um, there's too much evidence now to suggest that he thinks of guns and he treats gun and gun culture cavalierly. He tweets about shooting people. He's showing guns that says 70 year old kids. Um, his entourage is pointing lasers. He's, you know, messing around with a gun at a nightclub with a bunch of other people like that could lead to direct violence that could lead to someone directly being killed, whether it be himself or someone else. So that's why the messaging has to be, I think a little tweaked and different. Yes. We could talk about he's making a lot of mistakes. He's going to ruin his life. Potentially all that is true, but there's, there's a, there's a chance that someone could be seriously hurt, whether it be himself or someone else by how reckless he he's, he's treating having weapons or, or his, his attitude towards guns. So I think for me, that was, I think, the important thing to kind of get him to understand. Like, look, everybody can have their own opinions on what you think of gun ownership or whatever. I'm not really on that right now. It's just about if that if that's what you're going to be about, you cannot act like that. You cannot uh, be so brazen. You cannot be so reckless. And uh, look, I, I don't I don't doubt that he's dealing with stress and mental health. Like to me, like I watched that video and said, this looks like a guy who's yes. dealing with something because that didn't make any sense to me. Like. Even think about this. Like, John Morant is the leader of a team that is contending for an NBA championship. I watched that Memphis Grizzlies-Denver Nuggets game. I watched that game. They got washed in the fourth quarter. I mean, they they, they just they, they got outclassed. That was a game that was close, and then they just got run out of the gym. And you're playing against the, you know, the, the, the maybe presumptive MVP, and you lose that game in that fashion. And the next thing you do, like, I, I kept trying to think in my head, like, yo, did they land in L.A.? And he just went to a club? And I realized, no, he had much of that in Denver. And it's like... He after that game and that performance, that's what he decided to do was go to a club, go on IG live, uh, and shirtless gun. Like, come on, like some of these things that like, you can kind of just see. Okay, this person clearly is not in their right mind because yep. some things don't add up. You can say, "Oh, he's stupid," or whatever. It's like, no, I mean, come on. That's this is a guy who's trying to win an NBA championship. This is what he's doing after one of the you know worst losses of the season for their team. So, and, I think and, for yeah, and, and when you mess around with guns, you don't even have to do anything malicious. Ask Plexigo Burris. What happens when you when you slip upstairs and you have a gun in your pants and yet how that can ruin a, a championship, a team that has championship aspirations. 
Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, these NBA teams and, you know, I have a good pleasure of, of knowing some people who know NBA security. Like these NBA teams have security that will exactly yeah. go with you whatever, wherever you want. Yeah. Um, they're not going to go to a crack house or anything crazy, obviously. But, you know, you want to go to a club, you want to wherever, they will make sure they'll have armed people with you to secure and ensure that nothing bad happens. So the idea that he feels like he he he's not does not need that and that he can just go out there with just his crew. Like to me, it was even all like I the other thing I thought about too was like, I mean, he just found like 20, 30 people to go with him in Denver. Like, even that to me was where it's like, like so his entourage is traveling with him now, and this is what they're doing after games, or did he just find 20, 30 random people and say, Yo, we're gonna just close down the club? Like, I don't know. Either one is bad. Like, there are just a lot of things about this that were uh disturbing. So I I I I wish him well. Like I he's a extremely exciting player. He's one of the more exciting players this that's come in this league in the last 10, 15 years. And he's an important piece of this league. I hope that he can get himself right. I think, you know, what's most important is well being and ensuring that he doesn't, you know, endanger himself. But I think if you're the Memphis Grizzlies, I think you do have to have real conversations about 100%. where where do you go at this point? Because it's there's too many instances now where it, this is a guy you're entrusting your entire franchise. And you think about what happened with the war, the Wizards. You think about what happened with the Atlanta Falcons, like with Michael Vick. Like you entrust your franchise in a guy and something catastrophic happens with them. It could wreck your franchise, 100%. wreck your franchise. So uh, they're going to have to have tough conversations about what they do moving forward, John Moran, in my opinion. Very tough conversations because it's literally billions of dollars at stake for the league and particularly the franchise because that franchise goes as far as John Morant goes. Um, you know, make no mistake about it. They can be a championship contender with him playing well and, you know, and then keeping his nose clean and they could head the other direction um, if not. And, you know, since we're 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 Nick's pod, um, it you know, it's probably worth mentioning. Zion Williamson, the number one pick in that infamous, you know, 2019 yeah. draft, hasn't played in how long? Will he return again? Um, you know, his his has he played a playoff game yet in his career? I mean, how many games no. has he missed versus, yeah. versus how many games has he played? John Morant, the number two pick, and and Nick fans, rightfully so, are endlessly frustrated that they got the third player in a two-player draft. Um, one of the reasons why you know you, you have faith in RJ is because he's been an incredibly upright professional just everything you yeah. could ask for from from a locker room guy to the way he's handled the media to the way he's handled his teammates to the way he's handled his on-court and off-court persona um so those those are all things that go into a career um it's you know it's probably worth mentioning it's not you know you don't want to jump to a conclusion too early about how one guy's a foster one guy's clearly not as good as the other two guys um availability is is an important part of this business and and uh, rj to, you know you can certainly say has been available and, and played the right way uh, so arriving in new york yeah could not agree more with that and one final thought on this is adam silver needs to get control of this league like I, it feels like right now the equilibrium of the league is just completely off like he's he's talked about players feeling deeply unhappy with being in the nba because of all the stuff they get from social media and all the stuff and you know i like i'm seeing trey young calling atlanta radio host hoes on twitter like I'm seeing Kevin Durant saying people don't like watching him play. They can just stop watching him. I'm seeing John Moran and clubs toting guns. And it's like, it, something's off. Something's not, something is not right. Like the, the NBA, and I know they're going to barrel their way towards the CBA agreement that I don't know how much will fix things, but it just feels like right now things are, are not going in the right direction. 
And I think that this is a symptom of that. I, I really do. Um, and I hope that John Murray gets healthy. Needs, but I hope that the NBA uh, gives him the support he needs as well because uh, this was not good. And you and you know that there are, let's just say, there's a segment of folks out there that will jump on any time the, the NBA does goes in the wrong direction, not just the Knicks themselves, but the NBA in general. Yeah, uh, exactly. You know, if, they, if, they, if there are missteps, they are, they're, gonna, they're looking to call them out for it um, for reasons we don't have to get into. But they are motivated to find things that are wrong with the league and, and, and show how this is an example of you know, the culture wars that are incessant in society. Um, and as far as Silver goes, might he have one eye on that Disney, Disney CEO job. spot? Exactly. Um, you know, that, that's kind of, you know, let, let, you know, maybe he's just trying to stay out of the headlines. We'll see. But um, I agree with you. More, most importantly, directly to the point about John Moran, um, for his, again, for his sake, most importantly, for his sake as a human being, um, his mental health, um, let's hope that, um, you know, he can surround himself with the right people and that the Grizzlies um, can can put him in a position with which he can succeed um, on the floor, off the floor, um, and that he's a, a happy person and a successful basketball player. Yeah, man. If you care about John Moran's career, you care about his life, reach out to him. You got a positive word. I don't know yeah. if it's Mello, Allen Iverson, Stephen Jackson. Um, I don't want his name drop those guys. Those guys that have talked about uh, what, it, what it's been like kind of being the crosshairs of the commissioner and the crosshairs of street life in the NBA. And yep. They've talked eloquently about that. If those guys are Jalen Rose or, or just guys in the NBA now. Um, you know, those guys can help him out with, uh, John Morant being in his right state of mind is best for him, of course, but also best for the entire basketball. 